Happy Wednesday, everybody. Dr. Muse here with Dr. Ohm, back from a two-week hiatus because we had a holiday last, last week. Um, but the topic that we're going to talk about today kind of came about last night when we had our mastermind. Mastermind used very lightly. Um, no, meet no masterminds there, but we... Yeah, but we always meet up at the end of the year to just discuss how can we bring better care to our patients in, in the new year. Something that we talked about was, well, we need to get the word out that we treat things other than the spine. This being a chiropractic clinic, oftentimes it's, it's, it's thought that that's all that we work with. But in all reality, we work with anything and everything that moves on the body. Yeah, if it's, I always tell people if it's a, a mechanical issue um, or has to do with the musculoskeletal system, so that could be a joint, that could be a muscle, that could be a ligament, a tendon. If it's musculoskeletal or it's mechanical, then usually we can have pretty good success with it. Yeah, and, and actually, before we move on, there's something that I have to say uh -oh. and announce, because this is the perfect time since we're talking about extremities and treating all these sports. sports. Stuff, yeah. uh, you're looking at a brand new certified chiropractic sports physician, the only... One in the office, that's right. Yeah, the only one in the office and right now. So four letters, so you might have even more letters than... Some would say I have too many letters. Too many letters, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, so excited actually, about that. That's actually a cool accomplishment. So that is uh, essentially it's a, a postdoctoral program that you go through, and then you have to finish a test. Um, and so it's a certified... CCSP, Certified CCSP. Chiropractic Sports Physician. Don't don't mess that up. Yep. So that basically um, is a nice blend with his athletic training background. So yeah. Anyways, had to get that out of the way. So let's talk about treating the extremities. So you think anything but the spine. Anything. You, correct. Any other joint on the body that is not within this this the, well, the let's spine. Talk about condition. So when we say extremities, that's too that's too esoteric. So we're talking like shoulder impingement. Um, patella tendon stuff, if you get runner's knee, Achilles tendonitis, ankle sprains, ankle yep. sprains, whatever you know, carpal it may tunnel be. syndrome, mm -hmm. you know, medial, lateral, you know, elbow stuff, tennis and golf elbow. Yep. Um, it's really any of those things. We see this stuff all the time. And last night, we kind of were sort of laughing because patients will come in and, and Dr. Kraft was talking about a patient that was, you know, he was treating her for low back and you know, and then at the end of the treatment, she's sort of like moving her arm around, and, and he's like, what's going on? She's like, oh, my shoulder's just bugging me. And he's like, well, you know, I treat that. And she's like, oh, I had no idea. Yeah. So people just didn't know. So that's kind of the conditions that we can treat. Yeah, so with all that being said, first we have to start with something that we talk about basically every single week, uh, and that's the McKinsey method. So with that, with, with that in mind, with any of these complaints that he just mentioned, or like let's say it is a um, – patellar tendinopathy where you have pain right here, well, we better check the spine first to see if it's a referral from the spine. So that's where the McKinsey method that all of us are trained in comes into play so that we can de decide, okay, is this actually something wrong with this tendon or is this just some kind of referral coming from the back and creating this, this sense of pain in that area? So that, that happens a lot. So yeah. uh, frequently somebody will come in and they'll have knee pain with squatting. I just happen to a bunch of meatheads and so they have knee pain with squatting and I would say more than half the time it's actually coming from the back which makes sense because the bottom of the squat where they're getting that pressure in the knee that's when the back is in the most compromised position usually so if the the back gets sort of aggravated then the knee can actually be where those symptoms are expressed we have to rule that stuff out so if if you've had knee treatment before or elbow or wrist or whatever 
if it hasn't resolved, it's very possible the reason it wasn't resolved wasn't because the care wasn't that great. It's that they were treating the wrong area. Right. That's one of the major reasons why I think that people fail um, just traditional physical therapy or, or traditional chiropractic is, is the therapist, the treating therapist, actually treating the wrong area. So if you come in with elbow pain and it's actually coming from your neck or you come in with you know, plantar fasciitis-like symptoms, but it's actually coming from your low back, and you treat the, you know, the plantar fasciitis or the elbow, you'll get better in the office, and then when you walk out the door, I don't know, a couple minutes later, a couple hours later, your symptoms just come back because all you did was sort of shut down the, the pain generator. You're not actually addressing the cause of the problem. So that's one of the right. major areas. So let's move on from that because we've talked about uh, spine-mediated pain a lot in previous uh, uh, chats. So what if it is in the spine? And we talk about these derangements, this classification we use in, 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 the, in the spine, which if, you, uh, if you're unsure of what that is, go back to the Instagram, the YouTube. I've got plenty of stuff up on both of those about that. But could we have a derangement in any other joint other than the spine? Yeah, and the answer is yes. Um, derangements, uh, it's, it's kind of a syndrome. So just think of it as the joint is not moving the way that it's supposed to, and then it causes like um, blocked you know, motion, you know, it'll have limited range of motion, and then you might get symptoms at the site, or even they might have referring symptoms. So if the back isn't moving right, or it's a little bit aggravated, you can have symptoms in the knee like we just talked about. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what a derangement is. And now that's an even more broad definition than the McKenzie Institute would, would say. But you know, the way that I think about it and the way that I explain to my patients, if they come in with you know, medial elbow pain and we, you know, we do some repetitive motions like repetitive extensions and that clears the elbow up, to me what we're doing is we're sort of just gently but ballistically mobilizing the joint repetitively to restore normal movement. And once it can move the way that it's supposed to, then the joint acts and behaves like it's supposed to. There's no symptoms, there's no tightness, there's no achiness or anything like that. Right. All because we've used, in this case, McKenzie to mobilize the joint to restore its optimal function. Right. So then that kind of leads into the next thing we're going to talk about. If we use something like the McKenzie method or repeated motion on a joint, and restore proper joint function while well, we still got to figure out, okay, well, why did that happen in the first place? So this gets more into the why behind you're experiencing this pain. So that's where I wanted to talk about poor stabilization or poor motor control habits. So now we begin to get a little bit away from that McKinsey method stuff that we talk a lot about and talk more about some of this dynamic neuromuscular stabilization stuff, which three of the doctors here are stable or uh, certified in. And then I will be certified at some point, hopefully, but yeah, yeah. I had to, yeah, I had to bring myself back down. I got on him, though. Yeah. Um, no, so this is actually an important piece because one of the other reasons why people fail traditional therapy is, you know, first, like I mentioned before, the, the therapist is not treating the right area. But number two is that the, the treatment plan is not tailored specifically to the individual. And we've harped on this a million times over the, over the course of the past couple of years. But when we go through and do an exam, if we're trying to figure out, like, well, what is exactly is the problem with you know the elbow or what is causing the elbow dysfunction then we're able to tailor the treatment plan specifically to the patient so we of course use that in the spine but it applies exactly the same way if you're treating an ankle you know or a wrist or you know a shoulder it doesn't matter you have to go in find not only what is generating the pain but what is the source of the problem and then tailor the treatment plan specifically to that and one mm -hmm. of the big areas that we tackle 
at the particularly at the end of the treatment, we're really trying to get that function improved, right? right. It's, we've already got them out of pain at this point, but the, the job is not done because we haven't improved or restored optimal function, which is the goal here. That's where the stability piece comes in. And by stability, we just mean control, right? Are you able to properly control your joint as it's going through movement? And if you are, then it's going to move the way that it's supposed to, and it's not going to sort of bark back at you with symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. So, so far we've talked about some functional stuff, these, these derangements, which is somewhat more of a functional classification we'd use. Poor motor control or stability is a functional thing that we discussed. But then we can also cover things like strains and sprains, which is have more you of a... treated that, though? Are you qualified I, to treat that? I might have done that a couple times as an athletic trainer. And you're also a certified chiropractic sports physician. I am CCSPAT, But uh, <laughs> But a strain sprain is an actual change in the tissue or, or pathological change in the tissue, whether it's from overloading of a, of a tissue. Maybe uh, in sport, there's like a quick change in direction, so we see a failure of whatever tissues at play. So it doesn't have to be the, these fu strictly functional things that we treat. If there are pathological changes in the tissue, we've got tools at play here that we can use to aid in the healing process. Yeah, and those are different. When, uh, I mean, there's usually going to be a functional component to something like that. But then in that case, you have structural damage to tissue, and that takes time. There's a healing process. You know, if somebody comes in and they pulled their hamstring, and they've got like a big bruise in the hamstring, meaning that there was significant bleeding in that area. Well, you ha we have to address that first, but then we also have to be thinking, well, why did that pull in the first place? I mean, if it was something right. weird, like their foot got locked and then they got hit from behind, okay, that's fine. But if they're just running, like I had an, an athlete the other day, he was just playing football running and you know, his, his hip flexor just, it, he had a pull. So he pulled his hip flexor, and I had to think, okay, we have to treat this because it was an avulsion fracture where it actually sort of like pulls off the bone a little bit. And so there's, there's something structural that has to be addressed there. But then we have to think, okay, functionally, what do we need to do here to speed that up? What we ended up doing was improving his overall hip function, reducing the tightness in that hip flexor, and then going after, you know, his, his central stability so that he has better motor control of that hip so that the next time he's playing football, it's not gonna just sort of pull again. Right, and I would even argue in some of these freak accidents, like you mentioned, like if a foot gets caught, well, in the presence of pain, function changes, so we need to restore proper function. So even if it's just one of those freak accidents, I still need to go in and make sure things are operating in an in a optimal manner once I wanna get them back out to play because the number one cause of injury is previous injury. So that should say a lot in terms of Maybe we're just not doing a great enough job in terms of restoring proper proper function in these individuals. Well, that's hard. It's I mean, tough. It's a topic for yes, another time. Yes. But like basically, a lot of times people in general, they they will come in and they of course they come in because they're in pain or they can't do something that they want to do, like play football or run or whatever. And then when they come in, they think that the moment that they're out of pain that the job is done. So it's hard because patients have to realize if you really want to have a meaningful impact on the patient's you know, life after this sort of injury, this episode, you have to go and address the causative factors. Mm -hmm. And you know, th there are internal causative factors, there's external, we've talked about this in previous podcasts before, yeah. but going in and realizing that like, okay, it's not just a, I need to get out of pain and the moment I'm out of pain, I'm good to go. If you do that and you leave, you might be fine, but there's a good chance that what happens is you just sort of re-aggravate it again, and then the re-aggravations start becoming closer and closer and closer, 
you know, until people sort of get fed up. So if, if we can go in and actually address the function and restore that, then those patients are going to theoretically be able to perform at a higher level for longer periods without getting a flare-up, which is the whole goal. Right. And I'd, to, to put a cap on this thing, I always tell people the evaluation is very important. So in any of these extremity or limb type uh, injuries, sometimes something like imaging is needed. So that's where our evaluation comes into play. I've sent people out for things like knee MRIs, hip MRIs, shoulder MRIs to check that, that tissue to see, okay, is there pathological stuff that may need some additional care outside of what we can do within these walls here? Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's a good thing to end on. So I guess the, the message is to close the loop on this is that we you know the, this functional approach that we apply, you know, using McKenzie and DNS and, and some, other, some other tools that we have uh, absolutely works with extremities. So if there's shoulder impingement or a baseball player with elbow pain, you know, runner with knee pain or whatever, like we, we treat all this stuff. And the, and the advantage is that we're going to go after and try to find not only the source of the problem, but then we're also going to isolate, so not isolate, we're going to tailor the treatment plan specifically to the individual in front of us so that we can, you know, get the faster results. Absolutely. As always, if you guys have any questions, reach out to us, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, follow us on Instagram, uh, join the, the group page on, on uh, Facebook, and uh, if you guys have any questions, reach out to us on those. Otherwise, we hope you guys have a good week, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you.